0: Welcome, everybody, including at home um, when we're doing live streaming. Um, before I start, I just want to thank the volunteers of this church. There's so much work behind the scenes, and even the staff members as well, um, but there's so much work behind the scenes. I mean, just to get the um, children's um, church open up this Sunday, there's a lot of lot of work behind it. Just all the things that people do, as simple as getting coffee, um, setting up. When people are, I mean, some people are here, uh, here as early as 7 o'clock, and there's just so much... Sac- I say sacrifice. I know they wouldn't say sacrifice because they just enjoy doing it, but there's a lot of commitment and a lot of dedication to our volunteers. So if we could just take a couple seconds and just let's give our volunteers a- applause. <laughs> Woo! Because without volunteers... Church wouldn't happen. So, thank you, volunteers, and um, hopefully the ones that are working back. And by the way, if you are a parent, go love on the people in the back. The ones that are loving your kids, love on them. Let them know that, that you're thankful for what they're doing for your kids. Amen? Amen. Amen. Good. Well, welcome. Um, I'm, I'm going to be real transparent. Um, what I'm going to speak about, and actually, I. I, I you actually can do it in two weeks. I don't think I can finish it in one week. Maybe I can. I can't. So let's not even say that. There's no maybe. So thank you, Kevin, for um, giving me one of your roles or one of your spots. But um, this is so important to me about overcoming disappointment. And um, it's actually, it's it's actually, um, It makes me shake inside. I don't know why. I don't know if it's something I think the world, the body of Christ, the church needs to hear and let it retain and become transformation, deliverance, healing, freedom for us to walk out. Because um, I believe that God is calling us to great mighty things. I believe he's pouring out his spirit in such a time as this. I believe he's gonna show his glory. And he wants his people, his sons and daughters, his church today to be expecting, to be believing to be receiving and to be pouring out. And the problem I think that the Lord's been showing me in my life and just from this everyday life is that we struggle with disappointment. And so I'm hoping that each one of us here, as well as at home, that we'll retain in the next couple of weeks is something that will get us a, 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 a hope of a, 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 a grace. I mean, there's so much scripture and so many things I'm gonna talk about because of it, because as this saturate my mind, it's like, oh my gosh. And just to see us to be the victorious church that Jesus made us through Him, we're completing Christ. We're not a, we're not a powerless or a helpless church. We're supposed to be more than conquerors. But the enemy has come. And, and, I, I, and I believe is hindered or has um, tried to get the church stuck through disappointment. Amen. So here's what happens when you, with disappointment. Okay. Now, this is, a tough, this is tough to say, but this is a reality. If you're walking out of disappointment and you get through disappointment, guess what? You're going to have disappointment again. Like Chris, what are you saying? You know, I love to encourage. But that is a fact. We will face disappointment, and if we break through and we overcome this disappointment, there could be a disappointment again for our tomorrow. And I'm not trying to confess a bunch of doom and gloom. I'm saying this is life. Jesus says it to the apostles: There will be trials, and uh, there will be tests and trials. But be be of good cheer. I, I overcome the world. In this world, there will be trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer. I overcome. And the thing about disappointment is, and this is, I'm talking as myself. I don't like disappointment. I want to walk in the victory in Christ. I don't like disappointment. But guess what? I face it a lot. But what am I doing with disappointment? Am I allowing this disappointment to um, keep me stuck? Am, Am I allowing this disappointment to change my identity? Am I allowing this disappointment to change my hopes and my faith and what God's called me to do. And so I wanna encourage us in the next couple of weeks about how to overcome disappointment. But overcoming disappointment is not being disappointed free. That even makes sense. I mean, be free ever and never get disappointed again. That, and that's sometimes what we do. We, we want to hear all the good things about God, and we and He is good and He's perfect, and the victory's ours. But when we face disappointment, what do we do with the disappointment? It's not if, it's when we face disappointment. Amen? And it's like, because I've I that the enemy. Oh, I have a rule to say between the couches. Sorry. I see all these wonderful faces. I want to go talk to them. And, um, the enemy, the Bible says the enemy is like a, um, um, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I come to give you life, life more abundantly. The Bible also says in Peter, says that he walks like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. May devour. He can't touch us. If you're a child of God, he can't touch you. He'll try. And if you let him, he may try to devour you. Chris, you just said if we let him? Yeah, I believe sometimes when we get discouraged and we have disappointment and we stay stuck in there, we start to see things different. We start to believe things different. We start to behave differently. A man thinking of his heart, so is he. We start believing. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I had a word for someone about their children. I'm sw- I jump around, hang in, hang in there. Hang in there, everybody, at home, too. I had a word for um, somebody about their kids. It was so fired up, and then God says, you know, tell everybody. Who has adult kids, or any kids, really, but I, I really believe this is for adult kids that you believe, that you've raised, that you've sown into, and you, and you feel like they are not walking what you thought they would walk right now? Don't raise your hand. I don't want to see your hand. I'm just saying, but if you have that, if you have that, God says, Keep trusting his word. Keep believing him. That's the hope, but guess what? When you face a disappointment and you say that doesn't make sense, you start to believe that that isn't true. So then what you do is you try to take that that scripture in the Bible that says, you know, raise up your children, train up your children ready to go. They'll not depart. Well, that doesn't make sense because they ain't looking. I might want to rip this one out of the Bible because it hasn't happened for me. And you start to get discouraged and disappointed because it must not be true. It must not be true, or anything you're believing for. Who's been believing for something? Who believed that God, you know, i I talked to people that God told them to go move, pack everything and move, go somewhere else. And then they had two years of crud. But we knew God told us to go here, but why would God allow this to happen? Why would God allow all this disappointment if he called us? So then all of a sudden we start to get disappointed thinking that God's not even here. And, 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 and some of my friends I've heard, they know God's here, but, but, but sometimes they feel that he's not. Sometimes they say, what's going on? They get confused. I mean, Kevin was praying about confusion today. I believe he was talking to somebody in this room about being confused. When we start getting, to, when we're stuck with disappointment, we start to get confused. Is God even here in our prayers? Is he, is he even listening to us? And see, the thing is, we can even get disappointed with God. And I tell you, if you're disappointed with God, it's okay to tell God you're disappointed. But then let him give, rev, real, reveal himself to you of how good he is. Because if you are disappointed with God, my brothers and sisters, out of love, I'm telling you, you do not know his true nature. Or you not understand, or your perspective's been tainted through disappointment or been hindered because God is good. But that's okay. I'm not condemning you. If you're disappointed, but then I challenge, and I'm gonna talk in the next this week and next week about even running to his word and stuff because so you can learn how to walk out this disappointment. Because if anybody's disappointed with the Father, they're missing out on his true nature. If anybody's disappointed on his true nature, because they don't understand, because the disappointment was so huge and so strong that the enemy came in. And what does the enemy do? The Bible said he's he's the the father of all lies. He's the father of all lies, and all his life, all his resources are lies. So 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 the biggest thing that we get caught up is just believing lies about ourselves. Has anybody ever... Um, been disappointed in themselves. That's huge. The enemy wants to get you disappointed what you could have, should have, would have or disappointed in somebody else and you haven't released them. We're going to talk about that in the next couple weeks. I believe this is so awesome, but it's a little deep. I believe God wants to take his glory and bring some healing to our hearts and, to, and our souls through, um, um, of, from past disappointments. But here's the problem about past disappointments. I just said it a few minutes ago. We know we're gonna have more disappointments. So here's what happens with disappointment is you you think you're walking out, but you really don't get closure on disappointment. And and you're walking, and and so all these disappointments just started adding up because you haven't walked out that complete healing. Then all of a sudden you get a new disappointment and all of a sudden, like a domino effect, it brings off all the other disappointments. You've been rejected by somebody. Somebody offends you or rejects you. And it brings back to what happened last year. And remember, remember two years ago when I was in minute and remember that and, and all of a sudden all the enemy comes back and brings out every time someone rejected you or offended you or hurt you. But if God can teach you to walk that out so then, then you just get rejected the first time. It's not like you're being avalanched by a bunch of old memories and a, um, a bunch of old disappointments. This is what's important about overcoming disappointment. I'm gonna share a testimony Um. Been in business for twenty. Been in business for twenty-nine years, but my own business for um, twenty-three years, and um, really worked hard. You know, uh, started it from scratch, a dream, a desire, and and I I screwed up a lot and made a lot of mistakes. I mean, never blame God. It was it was me, circumstances, the devil, or just life in general. But we really had a major breakthrough in a few times throughout the business. But in two thousand eight and two thousand nine were one of our most successful years. And everybody remembers 2008, 2009. The country was not doing very well. Yet our company was breaking, record-breaking, record-breaking sales, record-breaking profits. And it lasted about to the almost end of 2010. 2011 came and it, it, our business was cut less than half. But because I was gonna have faith We ain't laying nobody off. We're going to have faith. So I was spending money I didn't have. I was just trying to believe God. I thought I was believing God. And I, and I, I was four days from bankruptcy. Met a guy four days. Four days later, I found an investor for a quarter of a million dollars. Never met him personally in my life. But he said, there's something special about that man. And I could tell you hidden more stories how I ministered to his son two years ago. And he goes, you know my son? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, oh. I get, I get this financial guy come and knock on my door two days later saying, um, I heard that you're Chris Shire. Yeah, um, so-and-so told me to come and meet you and um, help you. I was devastated. I had a biggest, I got the big, Owens Corning, a big deal. I had this big job and they gave us tons of money to deposit. So I spent it all to get the things going, right? Then they go, oh, we canceled. And they, you know, and their um, contract's about that big. And one of those thousand pages says, we can cancel any time and you got to give us all the money back. So I had to give all the money back. I was devastated. It was horrible. I failed. I failed. I could go on and on and tell you these stories. But I mean, to the point where I was messing up and I wasn't doing a lot of good things. in my. It was probably one of the worst times I had in my business in 2011. So the last couple years, we're breaking every record sale. We're doing everything else. And guess what? I'm leading my people. I'm trying, I keep reacting. I'm not enjoying the blessing of the Lord. I'm not growing. I'm going. I keep bringing. I'm living in 2011. We can't have this. I'm waiting for it to fall. I'm waiting for this thing. It's going to happen again. It happened in 2011. I'm waiting to get let down. I'm already expecting to be let down. I'm expecting something's going to come back because it's been too good to be true. It's been too good to be true that God, I finally made it, got some breakthrough, finally grew and learned in the business. It's just too good to be true. Something's going to happen. And I'm expecting disappointment. So I'm behaving that way. I'm leading that way. I'm making business decisions that way. That's just me. Bring that to your family. Bring that to your marriage. Bring that to your own finances. Bring it to your, I'm already expecting something's going to go wrong. It can't be true. I faced disappointment my whole life. I was told I was the devil. My family tried to kill me. with electric, I was just called a failure. My name was disappointment until father called me son 20, 30 years ago every time i preach i tell that story and i'll tell it to the day i take my last breath i'm a son a child of the king i'm his son jesus paid that price and it's mine and it never changes no matter what i do or no matter what happens in my life i'm a son it never changes This is, it looks like it's emotion, but it's just a reality. When you say that like, and you scream it out to everybody, you're like, yeah, I am. I'm a son. My, my father grounded me literally for almost a year and a half in my room. I was not allowed to be around him. So guess what I thought? I was a disappointment. But when I got the love of the father, this is why I'm nuts. I am a Jesus freak because I found the good news. And that's I'm a child of the king. I get, t- amen? amen, amen. I haven't even started yet, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I told you I need two weeks. So seriously, so I'm saying like, everybody's like, man, he's right. We all, I mean, come on, is this just me? Come on, we all know this is, a, this is a part of a life that we face, so the Lord starts stirring me up. saying, "Look, it, you need to be prepared." And what I'm going to do is I'm going into. By the way, see this little little um, display thing or whatever graphic? That is my Bible. You see all the see all the lines underneath it and all that stuff. The Holy Spirit, who's your, the helper? I mean, those that's my Bible. So, um, Jimmy Lyons took it and made that graph. That was from my Bible. I mean, gosh. So I'm going to talk about the Word of God and how important the Word of God is. I'm going to talk about how we apply the Word of God in our lives. But you know what? God started showing me that's how we fight. So in 83, I went, um, I went in the Marines, and, and um, I was just a 0311. Anybody who's in the military, 0311 means grunt, infantry. I mean, it was nothing. I just wanted to fight. Had the passion. I'm going to fight, you, know, you you get You get your. <laughs> anyways, Marine Corps, from, I think, is one of, other than, like, Navy SEALs. It's a pretty tough boot camp. But I learned a lot of stuff in boot camp. I learned a lot of stuff in infantry training school as well. But I learned how to have hand-to-hand combat. You had to, I had to learn that. I had to learn. I had to learn, you know, I mean, seriously, how to use a knife and how to use it properly. I won't tell you what I said on Wednesday because it was pretty graphic. So I won't go into the graphics, but I learned how to use a knife properly. I learned how to use... I learned how to use, um, I shot, um, at that time it was M16 and then um, a 45. Was in, um, I learned um, guerrilla warfare because back then, the last war that, that we talked about was Vietnam, so that's what they trained back in 80 early, early 80s. And um, I, I, sh- I, I learned how to shoot a, a grenade launcher, and actually I learned how to throw a grenade. So, I'll tell this story because um, I like telling stories. So, Anybody ever see John Wayne movies? Or you ever see these movies where, like the Rambo movies, where they you take a grenade and they just kind of toss it? That is furthest from the truth. Okay, so grenades are very heavy, and you, you pull the pin and you throw that grenade as hardest and the farthest you can throw it. So what happens when you're when they're training you to throw grenades? They have this bunker and they have this wall here with a bunker, and then they have this you're just here, and then they have a hole about dug with a hole about that big, maybe six five feet down. Where, so and then they have another wall that's only about two foot wide. So it happens if you drop the grenade after the pin goes, the instructor will kick it down the hole. you, throw, you have flak jackets on. They'll throw you over that other one, and he'll jump on top of you to protect you because you're a. Um, a recruit that doesn't know how to throw a grenade. Okay, so true story. So, and, and, and it's like it's like a golf course. There's like um, grenade throwing all the way down this grenade um, range. They're all throwing grenades. So I'm in there. I pull this pin, and I forgot that I wasn't John Wayne. So um, so I just I kind of step up like that, and I go, well, it's heavy. You're supposed to. Th- I just lob it. The wall's here. It falls barely over the wall. He throws, it wasn't in the hole, but it went over the wall, and he throws me over this thing, and he goes, and like, boom, and um, dirt and mud flying, and then the, the man guy, who's the idiot didn't throw the grenade right, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, so I tell this story because I had to learn how to use the weapons. I had to learn about warfare, I had to learn some of that in, my, in the military. Marine. Well, guess what? I believe God wants us to learn because the Bible says the word of God is our sword of the spirit. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the word of God is living and it's sharper than two-edged sword. piercing through spirit and soul, bone and marrow, the discerner of our thoughts and the tense of our hearts. So I'm saying as believers, we have the victory that's already in Christ. We don't have to do anything to earn it. We don't have to do anything, but there is a response, if you will, responsibility to respond to the God's word, to respond to his truth. Amen? Amen. So I want to encourage us. I'm actually getting ready to start now. I mean, I want to, I got nine minutes, so good thing we're doing something next week. But, but serious, is that making sense? I want to start, start by saying, let's go to his word. So I just I said, what is the, um, Um, what is the definition of disappointment? So I wrote it down. The feeling of sadness or displeasure caused by non fulfillment of one's hope or expectations. It's called by person, an event, or a thing. Let me repeat that. Disappointment is the feeling of sadness or displeasure by, caused by the non fulfillment of one's hope or expectations caused by a person, an event, or a thing. Wow, doesn't the enemy want to steal our hope so we ain't expecting and believing God, his promises are truth? Let me read this scripture on hope. Such hope in God's promises never disappoints us. Never disappoints us. His promises never disappoints us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has, given, who has given to us. It's the next scripture. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love him, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Wow, his hope never disappoints us. How many times has the enemy tried to steal your hope when you've been trusting God because the disappointment feels so, it physically can mess you up. It can mess up the way you're thinking. It can physically, I know people have been so disappointed, they actually have been disappointed sick. They got sick. Disappointment's real. And disappointment's dangerous. But if we don't know how to overcome it, it starts with hope. Hoping God's promises, Hope in God's word. And that's the warfare I'm going to talk about. The Bible says, what is faith? I was going to read that, so I actually brought it. I'll just, I know it by heart. Hope, is a, a faith is something hoped for, but not seen. That's my version of it. I could probably read it. I'll read it. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. That's Hebrews 11, first verse. Hope. Can you imagine? If the enemy can steal our hope, how activated would our faith be of trusting and believing God? And let's be honest. Has anybody felt hopeless this year yet? This year. We're halfway through the year. Come on. See, this is the stuff we have to talk about at church. You know, not to stay there. That's what I mean. We don't want to stay there, but I, there's times I felt hopeless trying to work with something or somebody or or my own self or shoulda coulda woulda's, and you start to feel hopeless. It will try. The enemy will use that and start st- instilling your faith. anybody try to believe God and trust in God and, he, and, then, and then and then it didn't work out, and you're like, what happened? Amen. It's time for us to rise up and say, look, at, God's promises never disappoints us. His word is true. I don't understand. And I was listening to some friends the other day and they were saying like, they were listening to one of their, um, one of their favorite people listening to podcasts. And they were, saying, like, they were saying like, it's okay to say, God, I'm frustrated. I don't understand. I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. I don't understand, Lord. Even if you say you're frustrated with God, that doesn't scare God. But also be willing to listen to him and see what he tells you to do in that, um, in that disappointment or that frustration. And that's what we forget to do sometimes because you'll find out that God's not the author of it, but he's definitely will help you work through it. Amen? Is that making sense? We need to learn how to tap into that hope. And um, I did hit it. It worked. Um, I love this one. The hope is that his grace is sufficient. Amen? that we have that grace. Let me read these scriptures. Out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. Next, this John 1:16. next one. Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne room of grace. That is a throne room of God's grace and favor with confidence, without fear, so that we might receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace and grace to help in time of need. An appropriate blessing comes just in the right moment. Think about that grace to go to the throne room of God. I just said it two seconds ago, that we can ask God. We had that through Christ to go through the throne, to ask God, God, I don't understand that. We have an opportunity and a grace to participate with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's our friend. He's our comforter, He's our teacher, He's our wonderful counselor. We are we not only are sons and daughters, but we can be friends of God. He can help us. He can help us. We can ask God what's happening. I don't see. And then sometimes we just want God to fix the problem, but might we say, "God, what do you want me to do in this problem? What do you want me to do with this circumstance? What do you want me to do with this disappointment? Because He doesn't want you to get stuck. He doesn't want you to start believing that he's not there for you, amen? Where does loneliness come from? Anybody feels lonely? Feel all alone sometimes? What happens there? Because we're missing out on that grace to go and participate with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to allow God to come and strengthen us and help us in time of need, Amen? I did hit it. You told me not to hit it twice, Caitlin. I really believe when we start to lose hope and we don't understand the grace that we have in the complete work of Christ, our Lord and Savior, and be able to participate with the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, we begin to lose the strength and power that we've been given. Amen? It says, by... But, this is um, um, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. but he who said to me, My grace is sufficient, my loving and mercy are more than enough, always available regardless of the situation, for my power is being comp- perfect, being perfected, and is complete and shows itself effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all more gladly boast my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and dwell. It may dwell in me. See, sometimes when we see, we see ourselves weak, oh, I'm really running out of time. When we see ourselves weak, we're waiting for God to come in and be strong for us. And you're like, where are you, God? And he's saying, I am strong, but you become strong because you come one with me. Um, Brian said that last week. He had three chairs. I was waiting for four chairs. He had the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and, and I was waiting for four cheers. I see that, right? It's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and me. And he goes, no. He sat right where the Son sat because we're one with Christ. I'm like, whoa, whoa! I know it, but it just kind of, I love to experience. No, that means whatever Christ's relationship with the Father, it's mine. The, the victory that Christ has, it's mine. It's yours that's that that's that that power that dwells in us it's not that we're weak and then he's strong and he does something. no we're strong just as strong as christ because we're one with christ amen so you're the same power that raised christ jesus from the dead dwells in each one of us as believers are we walking in that power are we walking in that power just so you know i did hit that there's rules about following directions because I keep hitting the clicker and he's done. Uh-huh. I like this one too. I can do all things which he's called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me in the inner strength and confident peace. See, sometimes we're waiting for God to get us out of this disappointment when he says, I did 2,000 years ago. You're completing me. Walk in the strength. Stand in my hope. Bring, um, let that grace that's so sufficient I'll come and run to my throne room of grace and walk in my strength and power. Walk in the complete work of Christ. But you don't understand, Chris. Oh, I'm, I'm over. i got to wrap this up. You don't understand, Chris. It's been so tough. I know, I know. But there is so much hope and grace for you to, to let God help you. And you, you, don't, you do not have to be powerless. You do not have to be powerless as a son and daughter of God. You can walk in that complete work of Christ. You can walk in that resurrection power. Amen? Is this hitting anybody? Amen. Is this making sense? I think this is so powerful, but I think it's overwhelming sometimes. Like, oh my gosh. So, you get this. So, I'm believing, I'm gonna to pray today for, that we just shake some of the disappointment off and that we can grab hold of something, something in God's word that will bring us life, a revelation, a hope to us, that the grace, the ability to walk out, and the strength and power to completely remove ourselves from disappointment. So, when the next disappointment might come, we'll be ready. We'll be ready. I was explaining how I got trained. What were they doing when I was in boot camp and in infantry training? They were training me to be ready. For the enemy. Let's be ready for the enemy when disappointment tries to knock on our door. Amen. Let's be ready when the lies of the enemy telling us that we're not good enough or that we're not enough or reminds us of all the failures or the rejections and the, and the disappointments in the past. Paul says, I don't look backwards. Let's just start looking forward. Amen. Let's start believing and expecting God. Amen. Um, I'm going to pray the bank can come up, but we need to start looking forward. We need to start believing again. Yeah, I'm just going to give you guys time. So I got always, that means I can say I was waiting for you guys. I got stuck in a couple of minutes in, but seriously, let's believe God that let's believe God. Yes. Let's start believing it. Let's start having, I'm going to talk about joy and peace next week, but we got to start activating that. But let's start expecting God. Can we start expecting God? Can we start expecting God? Can we, can we start believing God? Yes. Amen. Amen. So I am not disregarding disappointment. It is, it is very, very real. But let's pray right now. I'm going to pray. And every one person who might have faced disappointment, who can't get rid of disappointment, you say, Chris, what do you mean you can't get rid of it? Something that keeps bringing back to your mind. Every time you start struggling, that same disappointment reminds you that you've been disappointed in the past. Let's just pray that God can start bringing healing and breakthrough in that area, okay? So let's open our hearts. Everybody can stand. Everybody can stand for just a sec. Father, we come before you. And we thank you that we are complete in your son, Jesus. And we thank you we can go bold before your throne move of grace. And Father, we thank you. You are the healer of the broken heart. And so we just thank you right now. And we just humbly cast our cares upon you. We just release this disappointment to you, Father. We say, take it. We don't want it to strangle us anymore, to get us stuck. Wounded expectations, frustrations from the past, hurts, rejections, failures. All that, Father, we give it to you right now. And everybody does, if you will, by faith, just give it to the Father to say, it's it's yours, Lord. We, We don't want it anymore. And we just thank you for grace and the hope in you and peace and strength to walk this out. We thank you that we fear not. And we thank you for your amazing love. And we thank you for even revelation in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen.